Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The most important line I've ever heard, and I say all the time about that, is what you appreciate, appreciates. Yep. So by looking at the things you have in your life that are similar to the things you want more of, Mm -hmm. and by having gratitude for those things or appreciating those things, you're putting yourself into the energy of receiving those Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you will receive more of them. Mm -hmm. I think also one of the things that I've learned about that is that, you know, drawing those things into my life that I want to receive more of doesn't come from this place of hard work. It actually is just Mm -hmm. an energy shift or a, a mind shift. And this is a really hard lesson. Welcome to InVibe Live Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at InVibeLive.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E. L-I-F-E dot com. We're grateful that you're here. Welcome to InVibe Life Conversations with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. And today, Amy and I have decided that we want to talk about abundance, or that's what we've been drawn to talk about. Actually, we've been talking about it. We've been talking about it a lot, so we thought we ought to bring it to the podcast. Yes, definitely. And we have in other ways, like when we've talked about the law of attraction or the law of manifestation, because this is such a common thing that people are trying to call into their lives, whether it's financial abundance or abundance in relationships or a love relationship or health health in many ways really a lot of what we all desire in life i think is one form of abundance or prosperity or another and those Mm -hmm. things don't just apply to monetary terms correct correct um i think one of the biggest things that i try and do in my life and that i try and instill in my children is that abundance starts with gratitude and what you're it's grateful for. It's the anchor. For. It's kind of the anchor for it. Yeah, it's kind of like um, if you look around and are grateful for what you have, most of the time you realize you have what you need. And um, when you have that gratitude for things, then you're drawing in more things to be grateful for, which draws in abundance. There's actually a finer tune to that than what you said. Because... Well, I mean, again, the way the most important line I've ever heard, and I say all the time about that, is what you appreciate, appreciates. Yep. Mm-hmm. So by looking at the things you have in your life that are similar 
to the things you want more of. Mm -hmm. And by having gratitude for those things or appreciating those things, you're putting yourself into the energy of receiving those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Therefore you will receive more of them. Mm -hmm. I think also one of the things that I've learned about that is that, you know, drawing those things into my life that I want to receive more of doesn't come from this place of hard work. It actually is just mm -hmm. an energy shift or a, a mind shift. And this is a really hard lesson. It's a hard lesson. And I'm going to say, especially for people of our generation, maybe that's not true. Maybe even younger people. But I know, you know, I was still raised, for example, by the children or a child of an immigrant family. And it was that the way you make a life for yourself here is through hard work. Mm -hmm. That That's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I think it's great to be a hard worker. I oh, still totally. am and you know, love when my children display examples of that. But even that kind of needs to be kept in balance. Yes. And if it goes to an extreme where you're not healthy, that's an issue too. And I just say all those things. That's a whole nother podcast. So let's write that down <laughs> um, because that's actually something I've been working a lot on. In recent years, this has been a blockage or kind of like a story I've been telling myself that isn't true, that I've needed to overcome, that hard work is necessary for success or you can't have success without hard work. Right. And that's what's not um, yeah. really 100% true. And I think to me, kind of going to that even more, the notion of what do you need to first start doing? You know, like let's go to the, if you are wanting more abundance in your life in any of those areas we talked about, what are some precursors to do before you even start doing the kind of the work of it? And we just said yeah. no hard work and right. I said the work of it, but there are steps and ways you can um, get into the energy of manifestation. And that's what I'm calling the work of manifestation. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, the precursor to any manifestation, besides gratitude, which you already mentioned, but the other one is worthiness. Oh, completely. And particularly with abundance. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also the biggest um, hindrance or limiting belief that people have that keeps them from pulling abundance into their lives. And again, everything we're talking about, we're talking about because we've gone through it. Correct. I mean, this has been a yeah. big challenge yeah. for me mm -hmm. over the years working on worthiness and continues to be something I work on. And when I think about this, I think a lot about, like we talk about, and I know you really spend a lot of time talking to clients and other people about this, what is the voice in your head Correct. saying? How are you talking to yourself? Are you imposing limiting beliefs on yourself? And this is so important because, okay, so particularly if you want to say that um, the universe is listening, in right. other words, that you can manifest things by mm -hmm. putting a clear intention out there, the universe or your inner being, your other conscious mind or subconscious mind listens to what your conscious mind is saying. Correct. And if it's telling you a story that you are not worthy, mm -hmm. then it's not going to bring you those things. Right. Because the story that 
that is not true is you are not worthy of getting these things. Or anything. Or anything. Yeah. Right? And you're sending out competing messages. Uh And your messages and intentions need to be clear or really more appropriately to say your energetic resonance needs to be clear. I think what's hard for people to wrap their head around sometimes with this whole concept that you can draw in things into your life is that's also saying that your current situation, you created it, Mm -hmm. right? And that's maybe hard for some people to wrap their head around that, no, I didn't create this. This happened because blah, 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 or, you know, you know, that that's a hard concept to think that, huh, maybe I am having, maybe you know, I am having bad health because I believed I would have bad health, right? Or, I mean, that's just an example, but that is really hard. It's very hard for, for all of us to kind of. Do you kinda... have any examples of when you've seen people have that aha moment? That's putting you on the spot a little um, bit, but I know I, for I, example, I mean, I'll just say with friends or like my husband, let's put it out there. Yeah. When we've tried to talk about the law of attraction or manifestation, and I've tried to talk to him about change the narrative, change, like the, narrative, change right. the story you're saying or what you're putting out there. The immediate reaction is, do you think I want this to be happening to me? Like I would never have wished for this to happen. I don't want this to be the case. And I'm not necessarily talking about any health issues. It can be something little, little right. or big. An argument with a friend or, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's so hard because I mean, what I will say is, at some level, even if not your conscious level, probably not your conscious level. Yeah. There is some level. belief you had or a lesson you needed to learn that brought this into your life. A lesson you needed to learn. And that, I don't know, maybe that's the first lesson of surrender. Surrendering surrender. to the acceptance. Mm-hmm. Choosing faith over fear. And that you have created your own reality. Yeah. Uh, and again... That should be an empowering thought because it means you can make your reality you different than it is also. With just changing the story in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like that story in your head becomes the filter of what you see. And um, if you make that filter one that is based in love, then what you see changes. Yes. You know? It's, it it kind of goes back to how I always say I have you'll a find t-shirt. what you're looking for. Well, I have that, a t-shirt. Remember I bought it when we were at Miraval, I think, and it says something like, um, if you change the things you look at, the things you look at change yes. or something. something along and maybe lines. it's vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should pull that t-shirt out. <laughs> I almost wore it today. That's so funny. It's a great shirt. Um, but it's that whole what your perception is, what you appreciate appreciates, what you're focusing on, you, you bring find what about. You're looking for, you know. But let's bring it like we've been talking, we've kind of been talking at a woo woo uh, high yes. level. Let's yes. bring it down a little bit. So I can talk about, um, well, first of all, let's go back to saying there are different ways to bring abundance into your life right. or different kinds of abundance. Mm-hmm. Health, you mentioned, relationships love, money, um, money, opportunities, opportunities, and even jobs, just stuff, you know, kind of stuff in your life. And this is why I bring that up. Just tell a story. There was a few years ago, 
when um, my husband and I were going through some business times that we kind of thought, ooh, what are the next few months going to look like? And we might have to really batten down the hatchets. And we actually did drop our salary for a short time to make sure we were good getting through. And I was very fearful of a lack of abundance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the silliest thing kind of snapped me out of it a little bit. And it was stuff. And it's, um, you know, I'm a big Nordstrom anniversary sale <laughs> shopper, right? crazy thing and that could be like a whole podcast or we'll do an IGTV it is one of my favorite things in the world (laughs) huge fan of this sale every year but one of the things I do oh and you know use your triple points days and sometimes Nordstrom will even do a surprise 10 point day day. yeah yeah we know way too much about that I know like I'm all about it but so one of the things I do is that's when you know every year you're supposed to refresh your makeup Right? right? So that's my time of year. Oh, I buy new that. makeup and just things like my favorite um, face cream or shampoos or even body soaps for the shower. I'll buy, you know, a couple of each thing during that time. So I get all the points and they almost always have gifts with purchase during that yeah. time. So, I mean, so first of all, by doing it, I multiply my abundance from doing it. But When this all happened was just a couple of months after that. Okay. And so, you know, I'm worried about abundance and I'm actually thinking and praying about abundance and saying prayers for abundance. And I opened my cabinet one day and realized I have more face cream than I will use in six months. Yeah. I have shower soap for the, probably the next year. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I have abundance. You know, I've already, something told me to do that a few months ago or a couple of months ago. And it's the most, I know, trivial and mundane thing. But I think because it was such a mundane thing, it really snapped me out of that fear a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I, I need to think about this a little bit. I'm so worried about not having in six months what I'm going to need that I'm not appreciating what I already have today. And I started saying prayers of gratitude for that. And another thing I remember saying a prayer of gratitude every single time I did was um, I'm lucky to have a vehicle that's paid for, right? And did it the same vehicle as I did those few years ago, but it was Mm -hmm. already paid for that time. Every single time I went to fill it up with gas, I'm so grateful that I'm not worried about paying for this gas for my vehicle and that I have this vehicle. You know, I just started really um, taking the most basic, maybe that I would normally take for granted things in my life and just pouring appreciation on them. And it, I mean, maybe it's the key that helped us call more abundance into our lives over the next few years, which actually happened. I know it at least shifted my perception and kind of got me out of that funk or that fear mm-hmm. because I got into a place of gratitude. I've used that tool this past year over COVID. Uh-huh. You know, not recently, it's been a long time ago, but I have, there have been times, times were so tight that I wasn't sure I was going to be able to pay for that gas. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't, we didn't always go get groceries, mm-hmm. right? So that's very different. Groceries were another time. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, there was a time that that's, that financial concern was there. 
Now, if I look back at this year over COVID, what has been financially put on me by my business being shut down and the lack of people coming in during COVID is much worse than what was happening then. Yeah. Much worse. But I'm not in that dark hole. I do a lot of gratitude over this mm-hmm. year. I, um, I've worked really hard this year to stay thankful, grateful, look for the abundance, um, to where this year could have been a really, it could have, it could have financially gone like my, like in the past when it was really bad, it could have gone there. Um, and don't get me wrong. There have been days over this time of COVID when my bank account probably looked as bad as it did when that black hole was Mm -hmm. happening in my life. But my joy was so much more in my heart Mm. that I looked at that empty bank account as like, eh, It'll come tomorrow. It's temporary. It's It's temporary. It's a phase. Yeah. I'm healthy. I'm capable. I have a lot to offer people. The doors are open. People will come and we will make money and I will be able to pay my bills and I will be able to pay my mortgage and I'll be able to put food on the table. I'll be able to clothe my children. That faith was there. But when I didn't have that faith, I was in a really... That's exactly what I was about to say. You're building that trust muscle. The trust muscle. Or that faith. And that's what you've been able to do. And, you know, some people can do it at a very young age. Some people, you learn it from experience of having been there before. I've been in those exact same situations before. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of something that through motherhood I learned. Like with my first child, right... Every single phase he went through was just, I wore it. Like, oh my God, I will never sleep again. (laughs) You know, this is just what my life is forever. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I will never be able to just sit and have a cup of coffee again. Or, oh my goodness, I'm going to be changing diapers for the rest of my life. And I mean, like, logically, I would know those are true. But I think you just take those moments and think, what is my life like now? Where I think, like, with my second child and then even more with my third child, I was in such a better emotional state because I recognized that everything was a phase. Yeah. So even when we were going through colic, or sleepless nights or whatever it was, I had such a better faith of this is probably just about six weeks. And then we really are going to move on to a different phase or a next phase. And I just say that like as an analogy for this, when you realize life is like that, Mm -hmm. you go through phases, but have trust that you will, even the difficult ones, you will get through Mm -hmm. and come out on the other end. And so that's really the key is if you can figure out how to keep that faith during the difficult times, Yeah, it really kind of helps the difficult times be yeah. shorter mm-hmm. or more minimized. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like everything we're saying, a lot of people maybe have heard it and understand it and believe it, but um, it's hard for someone to hear this stuff when you're going through the depths of those dark places. It's very hard. It's very hard. And that's okay, too. Yeah. You might not realize it till after it's over. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like until you're in a dark enough place, you're not going to search for this stuff that is light. Yes. You know? And don't... um, 
So even if you've had experiences where you have been in resonance with everything we're saying right now, and then you still get that call, that moment, that whatever it is that puts you in a dark place, also don't feel that you can't give that what it deserves from you. If you need to grieve or mourn or work through it. Right. Yeah. Just because you understand um, some of these principles of faith and manifestation and enlightenment doesn't mean that when those situations happen, there's something. Don't judge yourself. Right. If you need to sit in those energies mm -hmm. either. Maybe there's something you need to learn that you can only learn. By sitting from in. doing that deep dive into it while mm -hmm. you're in it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, honor whatever, whatever feelings you're in. that are coming up. Okay. So, um, to call abundance into your life. Again, I think the first precursor is preparing, like, um, get the soil ready. You know, prepare the field, see where there are weeds and, and tend to those weeds. But then when you have that nice fertile soil, um, you really can start um, calling things into your life more greatly. And there really are some things you can do, I think, to help with that. I think a great example of tending to your soil. So say you do are trying to call in abundance financially. Mm-hmm. Clean your office if that's the place where you pay your bills. Clean your office. And maybe I'm only even, speaking because I need to clean maybe even, <laughs> maybe even your whole financial life. Yeah. So one exactly. thing that my husband and I did after we went through that difficult time a few years ago is it gave us the reality check on we've kind of been careless with our, um, even just down Plan. to our accounts, our mm -hmm. legal planning, our mm -hmm. everything. And we, I mean, it took us a couple of years, but we went through and said, we've, we've got to be more mindful and responsible with what we do have mm -hmm. and what we've been given. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly like cleaning your office. It's exactly you know, like cleaning your office. It's yeah. A, it's the same energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and that sort of decluttering allows the space for abundance to come in. Okay. And so here's a difficult one. We said, you know, um, let's talk specifically about relationships now. And then maybe you think about a couple of things we can say about health in just a minute, because mm -hmm. those are the three main areas we've brought up. And this is something I'm having a hard time with too, going through like, if you'd like to call in more relationships, that are, um, help you grow, bring unconditional love into your life, um, are, um, really mutual and fulfilling. And I'm talking more about friendships now and a, right. you know, a love interest would be similar, I think. Yeah. But because we have more than one friendship, that's what I'm talking about. And this is the hard thing to do. If you're thinking I would like more relationships like that, you also need to take a hard look at the ones not doing those things mm. for you or pulling you down maybe. And it doesn't That's mean hard. you have to defriend everyone or defriend people, but you can definitely put up some boundaries or make some choices on, I'm going to try to find those things that are in this relationship and just nurture those things in this relationship, huh. those things that I'm seeking. Right. Right. In this relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And then, you know, hopefully by focusing on those things in those relationships, you will then attract more relationships with those qualities right. to yourself. Yeah. I think that's good. And also it's kind of like, um, I have some relationships that, you know, not every relationship is always good. But there can be some yes. good relationships that go through sticky times. That is totally true. That just like in your family. Yeah, because it's like sometimes mm-hmm. you have a really good friend that might do something that really hurts. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you have to completely disown them as a friend, but maybe you need to take a step back, take a breather, decide how you want to move forward and be intentional with the way you move forward. And, and exactly. maybe the best way to move forward is to seek out those things that you're looking for in the relationship that really initially drew you to that relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. and when you can seek those things in that person, those things grow in the things that didn't do well. Appreciate them. Yeah. You can even do something. And again, all right, let's talk about some specific tools as we go through, because I believe writing is a really valuable tool Mm -hmm. for some reason I found, and I don't even know enough to tell you why, but particularly when it comes to calling in, manifestation, manifesting different things in your life or putting an end to other things in your life. So you can even write a letter to that friend, either real or that you want to come into your life and tell them exactly what you like about them. And here's the thing. The exercise is the writing the letter. You don't even need to send it. it. It's for your purposes Mm -hmm. more than anything. Maybe there's an occasion to send it to, and that can be a lovely, beautiful thing to do. But some of these exercises are for yourself. Now, this might be deep and much bigger than that conversation, but even if that person has passed on and is no longer with us, write them the letter. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe there are things you needed to say or want to say. Yes. Write the letter. Yeah. You know, because Mm -hmm. that just clears the space. It does. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Talk a little bit about health. It's a big one. (laughs) Health's a big one because um, we've been told by science for so long that our DNA is this map of our body and that that is what you are determined to have. Like, oh, your mom had this, so you're going to have that. Or your dad had this, and your dad gonna have, so you're going to have that. And there is a piece of that that is true. But we give it so much importance and validity that it's almost like we force it to, to happen. I feel like our genes and our DNA are a bunch of little light switches. Oh, that's a good way yeah, of putting it. There are a bunch of little light switches in your body and you can turn them on and you can turn them off. It's kind of like if I'm going to use this example of a smoker. So say you start smoking at a young age and if you did, you know, if you looked at your lungs and they were all black and gross, well, then you stop smoking in the last 40 years of your life. You're not a smoker. Those lungs can regenerate and become nice and pink as mm. if you weren't a smoker. So you can. So that's like turning the light switch on. So and look off. out a term out there called epigenetics, which is what this Cheryl's is talking about. If you're mm-hmm. not familiar with it, Google yeah. it. And I think we also, someone we've both read is David Sinclair. 
Mm-hmm. So go out and look up his research in his book, and I can't quite remember the name of the book now. We'll link it. And Bruce Lipton, he talks about Bruce Lipton too. Yeah, those are good ones. Um, um, and he's our other favorite guy that we love. Well, I mean, I love um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, yes. um, who also, I mean, he cured himself of paralysis. Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't yeah. supposed to be possible. But I mean, and and those go from the very scientific to the scientific mixed with quantum mixed with um, ethereal to even more ethereal. I mean, that's those three that we just said there go all along the scale. And if you look at the essence of what they're all saying, it's all similar that you have more control over turning on those light switches than Mm -hmm. we've ever understood or believed. Yeah. We have total control of the light switches and it's like, yes, you might be genetically more predisposed to something than your neighbor is because it's in your family line, but you don't have to turn on the light switch. Mm -hmm. And not only does our lifestyle and, um, have a lot to do with that, like what you eat, if you exercise that sort of stuff, what your surroundings are like, but the biggest piece of that is control of that. When you think about your surroundings is the thoughts in your head. That's the biggest piece of that. And people don't realize that you just change the story. And I, and I see it as little bitty things as like somebody always saying, Oh, my hip is tight. My hip is tight. My hip is tight. Well, guess what? Your hip's going to be right. tight. The more you keep saying that, yep, your hip is tight. You know, change and, the story. And so here, have you ever had this happen? Like, um, you're feeling fine, but then you run into three different people who say they have a headache and all of a sudden you have you, a headache. Fine. You have a headache. <laughs> Yeah. You know, kind of that power of suggestion. It's what you're saying. Your body and your subconscious mind is listening to every single thought you have. Mm-hmm. And now that's been proven too. That is an actual physical thing that happens in the body with the nerves in the body. It's like if you see somebody smile, then a nerve is triggered in your brain that makes you smile back. Right. So that is a true thing. Now, where that doesn't happen in in some healthy situations is if there's been so much trauma, trauma affects those little. That's why you've got to get that fertile soil. Yeah. Trauma will affect Mm -hmm. those switches or those brains or that hormonal switch that happens Mm -hmm. when it puts you back into the present. Like you Mm -hmm. walk down the street, you see somebody smile, you smile back. That's being in the present. Well, sometimes if there's been like, it shows up in like PTSD of people that that switch doesn't turn on. That is such a, let's stop for a minute. We've never said that like that before. Trauma takes you out of the present moment. Oh, completely. That is one of the most profound things we've said on this podcast so far. I've never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. And you're dead on. That's what happens. And trauma is so prevalent in people. I want to say that the last statistic I read on just pure sexual abuse in children is like one in four kids. I mean, and that's an extreme thing. Hard to even imagine. But trauma can be just like living in a home where there's two people fighting all the time, Mm -hmm. right? That can be trauma or or traumatic to somebody. You know, there's uh, getting in a car wreck is trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that your body remembers. Your body remembers. Even if you weren't conscious, your body remembers. Completely. Yes. Mm-hmm. And how one person reacts to trauma, the next person might react completely different. You know? Okay. So let's bring it back to abundance. 
Mm -hmm. So if you want to call in abundance of health into your life, look for the healthy pieces in your life. Okay. It's like the, let's go to the hip. My hip is always tight. Well, guess what? I can, the other side is loose. So if I pull it in, maybe it'll loosen that side and then we can, these things work a little more centered. Or maybe it's, My you know what? I have great perfect blood pressure. Yeah. I have, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah I exactly. never get a headache. Yeah. I, yeah. I wake up ready to hit the ground running every morning. And, I can go for you know, a walk today yeah. without pain, mm -hmm. you know? Or, yeah, you know, my legs don't work so well, so but my arms work great, mm -hmm. you know, or vice versa. That, so if you seek in your health the things that are healthy or that you are good at, you know, like, I, I don't crave sugar. You know, maybe, you know, that, maybe that's that sort of, maybe that's your strong suit. You know, look that at would the be a good thing for me. What? <laughs> I use an example. That's not my thing. I crave sugar. Um, I do too. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you just look for those things that are going well with your health and you can do it. And, and it's kind of like, it's, it's hard. Sometimes I see clients who all might see the whole family. And I see the younger ones going, oh, I should do this or this or this because this is coming. Look what's going on with my parent. So this is coming. Right. And I just, I, it makes me like, and I just, when I hear him say it, I go, cancel that. Mm -hmm. Cancel that because we're not going to have that happen. And mm -hmm. we are making moves to not bring that up in our life, to not turn on that light switch. You know, so I, I, to bring in abundant health, look for what your assets are as far as what you can do or what you're currently doing, what you're currently doing that is healthy, that you, mm -hmm. what you are currently doing to, if your goal is to be more physically fit, if your goal is to heal from cancer, whatever your health goal is, what are you currently doing and doing well or currently already have health-wise and be grateful for it. That's mm -hmm. the step. That's the first step. So in everything. All right. So now that we've kind of gone through a lot of talk about um, getting yourself in the right place or getting that soil fertile, mm -hmm. let's talk about some really positive things you can do to call abundance in. And so I have an article on the website about a manifestation box. I do think yeah, there are certain <laughs> manifestation exercises you can do. And even that starts with a physical writing down. Mm -hmm. I, I think the physical writing down is so, so important. And um, I use both techniques. I use, uh, I keep my daily journal that isn't actually daily, but theoretically, my theoretical daily journal, <laughs> I keep um, on a computer because I write very, after I meditated, stream of conscious, just letting it flow out of my fingers, right? But when I'm being very intentional about something, or I think when I have my most profound thoughts or moments, I write with a pen. And I still think something about the physical tactile touch of a pen. To, today, my notes for this podcast, I used a pen and paper, uh -huh. not a I digital. I journal with a pen. Mm -hmm. I journal I with do, a pen. I do both, mm -hmm. but I think there's something very powerful about it. So writing down what you want, um, even if it's dear universe, I would really like to bring this into my life. That's, that's number one. And remember what, and then getting yourself in that state of receivership 
or projecting the energetic resonance that you're trying to call in. That's the real trick is this is all about energy and you want the energy of your emotional body, your physical body, everything about you to be the same energetic resonance as the thing you want. So that's why you, that's why appreciating what you already have that's similar to it is so crucial because then you're already saying, yeah, I already have it. I already feel it. I know what it feels like to have that abundance, that this, that, the other. And then you draw more of it to you. And so I think it's really important to remember you're trying to change your energy and there are ways to do that. The manifestation exercises are one. Another one I like is writing the declaration, um, particularly about those things you are ready to be done with. So I have learned all that I need to learn from uh, lack and scarcity uh, finances in my life. Thank you for the lessons I have learned for the, from this. I am now ready to learn through um, financial abundance and security. So be it. I, I often say I really like if I start to hear that voice or feel those feelings, I say I release this feeling of lack. Yes. To That's allow a good one. flow. And even and... write it down. Mm-hmm. Even write it down. Mm-hmm. I appreciate this feeling of lack with regard to um, pains in my physical body, with regard to um, a lack of fulfilling friendships, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Fill in the blank. Be specific. Um, and use. you will find the tools that work for you. Mm-hmm. But I do think the tools are important. And here's the other key component. If you're calling something in, if it's, a, let's say, a certain job, always allow room for the universe to find a better thing for you. So remember, you're trying to get a certain energy. So if you're saying, this is how I want to feel, right? And I think I will feel this way from XYZ job. Maybe the universe knows you might feel okay from XYZ job, but there's ABC job out there that you've never even imagined before. And I'm really willing to bring that to you. Mm -hmm. So always in what you ask for, add an element of this or Or, something greater. Mm -hmm. Um, I ask for this or something greater that is in my highest and best interest. Mm -hmm. So always keep that highest and best interest Mm -hmm. um, to allow God to work, to allow the, like that let go and let God Mm -hmm. to allow the universe to work. And so then that letting go or releasing it is the next step. Mm -hmm. You can't bind that energy. You've got to let it work. You've got to let it flow. And so then releasing that energy, releasing that wish to the universe, trusting that um, Gabby Bernstein has that book. It's such a good title. The universe has your back. Yeah. Trust that the universe has your back. I think that's a mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know she says it all the time. The universe has your back. Have gratitude for what you have that's similar because then you're being grateful for and putting yourself in that energy of receiving and be prepared. Let yourself receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's clear. You know, it's clear, but that's the hard part. I mean, that gray fuzzy area, it's so exciting and it's so fun, 
But that's the lesson. That's the work. Mm-hmm. Or, and I don't mean to use the word work, but that's the, um, that's the key. Yeah. That's the lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this podcast helped you guys and inspired you to look at the things that you're grateful for in your life and the things that you want to call in for more abundance and, and believe it's possible, believe it's possible mm-hmm. and how you can do that in your own life. Yeah. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Invibe Live Conversations. For more information and to join our community, be sure to check out our website at invibelive.com. We look forward to sharing with you.